Welcome back to the Jeff and Dave podcast, where we talk creativity and everything creative, writing, filmmaking, acting, production, photography, voiceover, painting, pottery. We haven't touched on pottery enough mm-hmm. or sculpting enough. Mm-hmm. I am Dave Salvi. And I'm Jeff Zimmerman. For more on your hosts, visit jeffzimmermanvo.com and davidsalvi.com. We're hosted by SoundCloud. Go to soundcloud.com forward slash Jeff Dave podcast. No and there to see our profile. Also available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe, like, share today. Jeff, this is exciting to get back in the booth, so to speak, with you because, well, for a variety of reasons, but uh, primarily because of what happened last week. Mm. And then secondarily, because we haven't recorded an episode in months. So, so where have we been? It's been a summer of, of activities and things that we've done in our worlds uh, that have kept us busy, and that's okay. Mm. Uh, but it's good. Sometimes it's good to let the engines. I think so. You know, uh, not rev down, if that's a term, mm-hmm. uh, calm down and sort of just go to a nice hum yeah. in this respect and uh, focus on thing here and there, whatever's on your mind. I think that's a creative mindset is project to project, so to speak. You have your mainstays, but things excite you and you want to attack them or go after them. Or something in your life, such as a daughter's wedding, may, well, uh, yeah. may take up some time. I think that's what a hiatus is all about. It can be many things. It can be a time to take a step back and refocus. It can be something that takes you away from the tried and true. In your case, you've done some traveling. I know I want to hear about the latest uh, on uh, on your project. Um, and in my particular case, yes, a milestone can sometimes get in the way and get in the way. I know what you not mean. Get in but, the way, but, 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 but be uh, taking up the oxygen of your yeah, life, so to yeah, speak. Yeah. And in a good way, in the most joyous way. Very joyous, yes. So we have a lot to talk about. Let's do a wedding recap. Now, mm. I had the great good fortune and honor to attend the wedding mm-hmm. at uh, Carnival. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Downtown space. Chicago. It's an artistic heaven, a it paradise. Really is. With the, with the, the colors, the wall designs, yeah. the paintings, everything they have going around there. It's, um, it's festive. It's actually a, a very festive, right? obviously. Carnival. Sure. The Fat Tuesday celebration. Better known yeah. as Mardi Gras in like a New Orleans downtown. Yeah. Or, uh, downtown New Orleans. Um, but yeah, Carnival, it's just the it's the uh, Christian celebration. So it's quite reflected in that uh, space with all of the beautiful colors. And it's a cool space. It's not mm. like haphazard, strange, artistic. It's I think it's really a great wedding venue. Well, lots of nooks and crannies. So sure. there are areas where the wedding party can sort of um, you know get into get into costumes so to speak mm-hmm. um, get into the the whole emotional mode of of you know what's going to take place and then of course after the ceremony at a time a place to debrief but you're right it's it's a spectacular venue um, you know uh, a Latin Latin motif is that right. is that a fair way to sort of characterize it lots Absolutely. of colors as you say the um, m- most important beyond the space beyond the the tremendous food they've got a great chef wonderful food um the people there are just they were they were so responsive and you know you go in and you want this to be the most celebrated the most important day of your life for your family, uh, you want that to reflect in in how the guests respond to it as well. Mm-hmm. And these people at Carnival, from Molly, the 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 day of event person, to the chef, to the entire staff, they just they were spectacular. They did a wonderful job. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of creativity, that was one of the most creative ways I've ever seen a wedding conducted. Music choice, yeah. Just the overall tone that your your daughter set, which I applaud her for. Yeah. I think two things. One, uh, it was obvious; it was one hundred percent reflective of her personality, mm-hmm. and I think that's really special. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're guilty of this that you know, a lot of people when they get married, they 
go traditional, go very traditional. I think that is a also a reflection of you and Nancy and, uh, you know, really getting behind it because everyone was having a ball from the start. At first, as an attendee, you're like, what's going on? Mm. This is strange. But you've got popular music, hip hop. The, the, when you walked her down the aisle, what was the song that was playing? I have no idea. Uh, my wife knows the song. I have no idea. It, it was a hip hop song, and you guys were dancing down the aisle. Yeah. She didn't want any nerve. She didn't want any of that crap. She wanted this to be reflective of her personality and her relationship with Brian. So, so I think what you learn by putting together, you know, I mean, this is a year-long effort of putting together this event. Um, and I should also say that my daughter, our daughter. Um, it's not mine. Well, yeah, not your daughter. <laughs> my daughter. She's not my daughter. Is is an extremely focused, driven, fun, uh, individual like person, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean, she definitely strayed away from anything that was mainstream and traditional, and wanted to put her own stamp on this, right. and um, that's you know that's just kind of who she is, and so. Which isn't to say going the traditional route isn't. A, it it right. depends on but who I'll you are. But I tell you what, everyone. Who, how many people went to that wedding? Two hundred plus. Two hundred plus. That'll be one of the most memorable weddings of I their think lives. So. I think Absolutely. so. Absolutely, because of the ambiance yeah. of the space and her, all of her little choices—not little choices, big choices and little choices—to uh, make it special. So it was different. the it was the perfect storm. You're right. It was the yeah. perfect storm in terms of the planning and her intense spreadsheets, which we continually joked about throughout right. the evening. Right. But for me, it's interesting to hear your perspective. You're on that side. Mm-hmm. I'm, of course, involved in. I mean, I'm at the epicenter of what's of going You're on. The so, father of the bride. So I think. There's some value in terms of where we're going in our discussion. For anybody who's listening to this, you know, people go to weddings and they have their own take and their own takeaway. And um, but maybe it maybe it's interesting to 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 explore this from the two sides. Sure, you know. So from my perspective, as a as a uh, audience member, because it felt like performance art to a yeah. certain degree, and I I mean that and best way possible i'm sure Lindsay and brian are going to listen to this while they're on their honeymoon but what what i took away from that was an experience i'd never had before Mm -hmm. and a new way to look at the paradigm of getting married no longer do you have to think of uh well i'll tell you one thing that was even though it was a traditional part of the wedding it was because it was so elegant and perfect was her dress she had a wonderful wonderful beautiful dress awesome elena was was um was analyzing it like oh look where the slit it matches the uh the mesh or the uh, the lace or whatever it was beautiful well let me looked beautiful let me thank you and let me tell you something about that so there are three fittings that take place Mm. you don't just go in and like sure we have our suits tailored and our our you know our 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 pants uh, shortened to sure. the appropriate length, mm-hmm. and we're not gonna. You know that's not gonna change. Our 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 inseam is not gonna change. Mm-hmm. In her particular case, she goes to the water tower. You know, and it, downtown, mm-hmm. and uh, she has three separate fittings, probably about six weeks apart, because you know she's exercising and. She trying to look her wedding best, so to right. speak. Yeah. So that that was something that I had no idea about. <laughs> right, and right. I, I think I accompanied her on one of the fittings because mm. I, you know, put together a little video. But um, we're going to get to that video. She, yeah. So <laughs> she's spectacular. She looked great, and no, no traditional veil, uh, no long train. Right. Um, and, you know, I think those kinds of things would have prevented her from doing the dance down the steps. And, and I should, so setting the scene, 
the wedding party comes from up above, second mm-hmm. floor down a, a spiraling kind of staircase, mm-hmm. and then along a, a little path through the the, the the seating and to the chuppah up front where the ceremony will take place. Wonderful rabbi as well. He was great. Great rabbi. You know, we're not religious, uh, extremely religious. Um, I think that holds true for both sides, both families. So it was very, it was probably about a 15-minute ceremony, a little bit of, you know, rabbi-type stuff, you know, some of the sure. singing and the references to traditions. And, um, I, yeah, I thought it was We great. got to stomp the... Stomp the glass. The glass. And uh, so something, especially from my side, Yeah. I went to a wedding the night prior. Yeah. Back-to-back weddings. Oh, my cousin's wedding. Right. So very traditional. It was at a, a, a Catholic church downtown, mm-hmm. and then um, they had it at an, an atrium. I say one of the, I don't know if there are multiple atriums, at the um, at Navy Pier. Very beautiful, uh, very interesting um, entire setup, and you know I knew everybody there, whereas I literally only knew yeah. four people there. Lindsay, you. I don't want to say I know Brian. I met Brian. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Danny and Nancy. Yeah, sure. Uh, which was which was kind of fun within itself because it was my wife's time, m- my time and my wife's time to sort of be like secret agents at a <laughs> you <laughs> at revel an event. You revel in these kinds. I enjoy of, it. You yeah. you you like the, the great fortune of being next to one of the most important characters of the evening. Yes, as uh, cited in your speech, mm-hmm. Arthur Cohen. Yeah. Do you call him Artie? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Sorry. Actually, when <laughs> when Lindsay was <laughs> no, a I don't little, do that crap. When Lindsay was a little girl, you know, and he was uh, the, he's she showed me he showed beginning. me pictures. Oh, he did. He, he was sh- he was uh, yeah yeah. So beautiful. You know, she couldn't she couldn't say Arthur when she was a little girl, so she called her uh, she called him Hoffer. <laughs> Hoffer. So that's so yeah. That's he funny. he he. As I referenced in my remarks, he was he's been my wingman from the very beginning, and um, he's not married in a relationship, but not married. Mm-hmm. And uh, so many years ago, he uh, you know, in between dating beautiful women, he would come over and help us uh, entertain Lindsay and do magic tricks and all kinds of fun stuff. He's he's a great guy. So yes, you were sitting next to him. Yeah. And uh, so this it's really interesting if I were able to just juxtapose my Saturday and Sunday evenings real quick. I had a traditional Catholic wedding with, you know, 300 plus people where I practically knew everybody. This was on Saturday night. This is on yeah. Saturday night. And then I had a uh, a Jewish wedding, mm-hmm. a little less traditional in terms of its uh, ceremony and such, and um, and I knew no one other yeah. than my wife and, and the four people that everyone knew and everyone wanted to talk to. Sure. So I knew my time with you guys was precious and limited, and um, which is totally fine. So to have those two next to each other, and then what's funny is how so similar even though it was an hour-long ceremony versus the 15-minute one that you referenced the words from the 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 religious leaders the priest and the rabbi Mm. identical really yeah identical Mm -hmm. joy love and i it seems obvious but to have those two almost have you know the same language when discussing two people that are about to get married was special mm-hmm. i felt like i was a part of of life coming together um and it reminded me of how silly we are about uh religion and i <laughs> i don't mean to say that to get religious about the topic but um all the happiness and all the joy in both of those nights it was an honor to be a part of whether i knew everybody or i didn't know anybody um, and that was special for me because I, I almost felt not like an imposter, but I did feel like I was a fly on the wall, um, where no one really noticed, uh, 
<coughs> so unless I stood up because I was like six two and I'm taller than a lot of people. Um, but I don't know. I, it was it was cool. And the and I tell you the energy of the dancing, all the all yeah. of Lindsay's friends and Brian's friends. That was. I was like sitting back and smiling. It was so powerful and palpable. It was pretty wild. Yeah, it was wild. So, so you're saying in terms of the ceremony that the means to the end are the same. Is exa- is identical. Identical. And when we, we fight over this stuff, we package things differently. But at the ver- at the end of the day, it's the, and anyone getting married out there, they have kids, and maybe you want them to t- just make sure they're in love. Yeah, and just make sure they're happy. Boil it down. Who cares about the ceremony? Mm. The ceremony is special to those two people. Let them dictate how it's special sure. to them. So I, I, I think um, I think people get wrapped up in that a little and too much. And that's interesting because you know it's now the the, the post game. There's there's yeah. there's there's uh, the Monday morning quarterback. The morning Monday morning quarterbacking is taking place, and we hear from people, and we get phone calls and communication from guests saying thank you very much, loved it, loved this, loved that. One of the remarks, one of the comments, not directly to us, but overheard, I guess, that night was from one of our guests, and I know who who it is. I. No need. To, nobody would know who he is, but he said uh, he was sort of taken aback by the by the dancing that took place coming down the steps initially. You know, in other words, that's something that you you you, you shouldn't change that up. That's a tradition at a wedding. The, the the bride makes her appearance, and it's very you know very solemn and. Uh, traditional and uh, the little bit of a problem with that, with the dancing. Would you? Was that the word taken aback, or was it offended? Uh, kind of something in between. Something yeah. in between. Yeah, yeah. Like it jarred that person. That this this doesn't feel this, uh, uh, disapproval. And I'll tell you, it, disapproval. Mm-hmm. It it felt just as much of a wedding as the night yeah. prior. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And I'm more, you know me, I'm more open. I'm more, I am more of a, as long as you don't hurt anybody else, do what you want mm-hmm. that makes you happy. Um, and, but you also know about me, there are some things, you know, things that you want to keep sacred in yeah. life, things mm-hmm. that you want to make sure just constants through, through our generations. This though, because again, not saying we made a mistake, I, I, I enjoyed my traditional wedding, but I have said for the last, we've been married for a little over eight years, I would do a destination wedding in yeah. a heartbeat on sure. a beach or in Italy or something, you know, uh, overlooking a sunset, not in a church, uh, and having that moment that everyone gets to go back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I will never forget the moment with you and Nancy and Lindsay dancing down the aisle to to, to reach Brian at the uh, Hopa. The Hopa. At, Hopa. At, at, you're you're talking about the very beginning. At the very beginning. So it's those experiences that I enjoy as an attendee uh, that I wish I could have imparted on yeah. my. Now we had a great wedding. Don't don't get me wrong, but there are certain things that I thought after the fact that ah didn't have to go, especially in the planning process. I shouldn't have worried about that so much. The stress and the yeah. nonsense. I don't even remember. Speaking of, we need to get to your video. Yeah, I, I don't even remember um, the particulars at 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 our at our wedding. Um, you know, I, I the colors. What colors? I, the, I remember the the rabbi and what he looked like. But maybe that's just my recall from from photographs. But let me ask you something. So. Ceremony takes place. Very emotional for me. I, I, I had a difficult time with it. So the the ceremony ends, and we know that once things conclude and and Brian steps on the glass, yep. and it's time to dismiss the wedding party, mm-hmm. uh, and so we now retrace our steps, leave the chuppah, and now uh, walk down the aisle, uh, the other way, and to to Offend- an adoring crowd, to, to offending everyone over the age of seventy, whatever. <laughs> so, did that piss you off, by the way, um, that he was offended? 
or, no, or, no, or was, disapproved. I, no, I was a little surprised. Surprised. You know okay. that that somebody would. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised okay. because again, as you say, the bottom line is that there's just so much love and right. in that room, anything goes. Uh-huh. So now we're walking back. Uh, and the crowd is obviously on their feet, and I think there was I, I as was, encouraged by the bride and groom. They're, as, they're raising their, they're oh, lifting their hands up like make more noise. It and was that's so my cool. point. I felt like I was at an event. That's my point because they're high fiving, and the father of the groom is shaking hands and embracing, and here I come along, um, just worn out from the emotional part of it but not feeling as though that's an option for me in other words if i had seen everybody else doing the high fives Mm. maybe i would have sought you out or sought other people out and it made i i didn't even do that and the reason is I was just so in my zone. I was going to say, you're in the zone. And I, I, Your daughter so, just got married. So that's my regret, that I wasn't oh, able okay. to let loose. And then the other point I want to make is, you know, we're talking about um, the, 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 the tradition and the, the, almost the solemn nature of when you see that bride and she's first making an appearance and the parents are walking, you know, all that's out the door, but... I remember as I was at the top of the stairs, and I hadn't yet really seen the crowd, but I'm, I'm, I'm helping my wife down the steps, and I heard an eruption of, of applause, and, and I wasn't sure what that was from, and that's another instance where you know where where does that happen at a way that that rarely do you know the crowd goes nuts usually you just you stand there and you you watch the bride and right you know you kind of take it in but this was an active crowd there was a lot of you know a lot of stuff going on before and after that was so atypical and you know as a participant, I thought it was refreshing and refreshing. I, I, um, you know, I credit, I credit my daughter for not only encouraging this, but just creating uh, a a tone Mm -hmm. that, um, Mm -hmm. was really unforgettable. All right. Speaking of tone, give me a little bit on the video. You made a five minute video, five Mm -hmm. minutes or so. Five and a half minutes. minutes, a video with, um, Several pictures, footage that you've obviously shot sure. over the last few months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, walk us through the creative process of covering something that you have literally seen from the moment she was born to now. Well, I think the the um, the goal is to in any situation where I've put together. You know, this is my area of specialization. I I. I I don't shoot videos. I mean, I don't shoot weddings and parties. Right. I'm not a videographer. No. But I create the the presentation that's shown at an event. And my my philosophy, my mo, has always been: I want to put the best light on the guest of honor, mm-hmm. whether it's a bride or a, a guy retiring or a 75th birthday whatever it is I want to put the best light on them and rather than artificially create ways that put them in that um, best light and illuminate who they are I want the storytelling to do that and what I capture to authentically uh, put them in that in that light so in and and i so i want the takeaway for those watching to we i want them to love Lindsay even more i want them to know her um so much more than they already do by virtue of maybe giving them a little nugget about them that they may not know or appreciate so uh you know there's i i, I think in any 
presentation like this, there's got to be a good balance. So I, I, I inject some humor. I take them through the heartfelt, uh, the, you know, the, the holy grail in these things for me is the home movie footage that I'm able to mine through the archives, from the archives. And, uh, you know, a 20-minute presentation can feel like five if it's done great. It can feel like 20 minutes if it's not done well. In this particular case, you know, about five and a half minutes. So we showed it just after the ceremony. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, th I think it hit the mark. But as a, as, as a creative, as somebody who's putting this together, now I, you're taking me out of being the father of the bride mode. Mm. And now I'm the guy who put together the artistic piece. And, you know, how can I not be more focused or less focused on my role as a father at the wedding and, and uh, more of how's the audience going to respond? Is it going to play properly? Um, you know, is, is it, is it hitting the mark with, with the, you know, and that's, that's an interesting role to play in a, and at times a frustrating, a frustrating role to play. And thank I goodness noticed. you, you were there. Yeah. So, so, so you're watching me watch I, you I, and watch the crowd. I, 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 uh, as soon as the video, cause I had already seen it and not, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't ignoring it. Uh, because I had seen it before, because I wanted to watch it and kind of gauge the crowd. Because I simpatico, you're, you're holding me you up feeling. a little bit. I yeah. knew exactly how telepathically, you were sure, right. And so I almost immediately find you with my eyes, and I <laughs> and what, what what do you sing? Because I know how I felt. I see a man who is praying to all hell that everything goes well. Mm. Yeah. And hopes that everyone can hear it. The first, I'd say, what, 20 seconds people couldn't hear it? And then they, they turned it up to a point you could hear it. And, yeah. But mo more importantly, not not so much the value, volume of the TVs, but the volume of the people. People mm. didn't know. Because it wasn't like one big screen that everyone could. There was two TVs on either yeah. side two of, the, of the bar. Sure. Certainly big enough for everyone to see. But everyone's distracted and talking. So I understand that the first few seconds were missed. And what did I came up to you? Huh. I think you said something. I'm paraphrasing. You're like, God, you can't even fucking hear the things. <laughs> Jesus, you know, you were you were very um, you were very tense because that's how I would be during video. Playback. Because this isn't. I'm looking for theater etiquette. Okay. Of course. I'm look uh, and and you can't control. Sit down. Shut up. You, you can't <laughs> control how whether people are going to be on their phone and whether they're all. All I could do and all I did do was insist uh, that the staff make sure that there's a presentation coming up momentarily. Everybody, please focus on the monitors on both sides of the room mm -hmm. uh and uh and i even suggested that and and apparently the play volume on this dvd the uh, the, the the play button is in another room so now they're going to radio mm -hmm. or communicate somehow to somebody in the other room to hit play and all i insisted was let's just make sure the volume is where it needs to be so we're not adjusting once it starts and give me the opportunity to kind of give you make some eye contact with you and say is okay we're ready to go in the the dj area? no but the dj supposedly had um it was was able to be heard and was instructed to communicate to everybody that there's something that's going to be. If you place. could do that again, would you have no. made an announcement? No, I didn't want to get involved. You did not want to get involved. I, did. I was given that opportunity because then what would happen would be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I, I just didn't. I, I wanted to be a participant. I, I, want, I guess I can understand that because if you would have taken the microphone and made an announcement, it would have been a little bit more about you and yeah, what you created. Exactly. And then people wouldn't have authentically That's reacted. Right. That's right. They would have thought, oh, I'm going to, uh, Jeff made this for Lindsay. This, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you didn't know that you made it really unless you were really paying attention and and you knew your announcer voice very well yeah. because that was the first 20 seconds was that bit about everyone shut, shut up yeah. and pay attention right. and, which was really cute um but uh, i can understand why you didn't want to get involved i just you know you don't I, want to introduce yourself <laughs> because then i'm performing and yeah, and yeah. Uh, i i just wanted to to lay low stay in the background and as to to use your term be a fly on the wall then you made a speech, and you got emotional. Father of the bride has to say something. And Nancy was great too. I know she was yeah. a nervous wreck, but she was great. Right, right. So I, you know, I, I get up in front of people and talk. That's what I've done you're, my you're whole very life. Very comfortable, and but you sounded great. I think I'm pretty comfortable with yeah. it, and hopefully, you know, it's. But and not to suggest that you know I can walk out there and talk for five minutes and not have a piece of paper in front of me. I, I had everything kind of mapped out there. I knew exactly what I was. I had a script. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I work off of scripts. In this particular case, somebody else didn't write it. I, I, I those were my thoughts, and 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 I was familiar enough with it so that I could hopefully move off of the script and make eye contact, which I felt was very important. But yes, I, um, I did, there were parts that got me a little teary. I mean, it's my little girl. Absolutely. No one blaming you. And uh, yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I, I, um, my concern going into the evening was, is it going to, catch up with me is the emotion because i i i didn't want to leave all of that behind because there was a period of about five months leading up to this from you know throughout the winter and into this i was very emotional just thinking about all of this and it 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 um, I was very much in touch with my feelings, so I felt, you know what? And that's a, cr- a creative propensity, right? I th- yeah, I mean, I think that's part Being of it. Expressive or wanting to be expressive. You probably had so much you wanted. You could have, you could have talked. Well, you probably would have. Just you could speak to her and tell her how you feel about her for hours if you were given the yeah. opportunity. Yeah. So crystallizing that into how much time did you have? Five minutes? Ten minutes? I think probably it's a. I mean, if somebody, uh, of course, somebody records it and yeah. posts it, and it was probably seven minutes seven start minutes. to finish. And your counterpart, Brian's dad, was good. Oh, he's well. This guy that was a cool story. He is such a great guy. You know, he he's a a columnist. Yeah. For the AP and uh, sports. Absolutely, and um, it's funny because we we have similar backgrounds. He was a hard news guy. I was the Chevy Chase, and he was the hard, the you know <laughs> Jeff uh, Chase, the, the, the hard news reporter. Um, it, you know, cover. I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago. He was on the scene at some major events and plane crashes and all kinds of tough stuff. But I mean, and and so to your point, he he. Uh, he he shared a story about Brian, and it was very heartfelt and funny, and the timing was great, and it was just a different type of a different type of speech. And uh, then you know Brian's mom uh, had some funny stuff to say. Yeah, yeah, it just you know it was just as a participant, it's 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 hard to see it the way you might see it, but. It just, from our side, it just seemed that it, everything moved great. And mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Terrific. Yeah, yeah. I was very happy about it. And it's over now. So now what do we do? Now what do we do? Grandchildren. No. <laughs> I don't think that's, and that's certainly not something that. Well, I'm I, not calling it imminent. I'm just I, saying right. the next step. I, that's a whole nother thing. Or Danny. I'm not sure. Yeah. Our son. How old is Danny? He's 26. Okay, 26. And I was married at 26. And he's, uh, I was too. Were you? First time. Yeah. 
wait a minute, what? Yeah. The first time. <laughs> you're, telling, <laughs> you're telling me this now? Yeah. Mm. Have we talked about this before? I don't think so. You've been married before. Yeah, just, you know, kind of a couple of couple of years. Yeah. No I kids, no property, no, right, right. you know, just... You Nothing know, messy about it. Nah. Yeah. Just one of those things. But, um... So tell me what. So that's the wedding. I'm glad we glad. And, and just to kind of wrap up the whole. So now sure. they, we're we're in the thick of the the, the afterglow of um, you know this incredible weekend that we knew would go by very quickly, and all of these people, mm-hmm. you know, all of these people we love in the same room. And how do you how do you take the time to 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 spend as much as you want with each of them but it was very satisfying and very heartfelt and i i don't think i would change anything except the high-fiving after the i do's you would have high-fived a little bit more and i you saw i might i would have eaten a little bit more food was great um well tell uh, me this i i remember this distinct feeling i remember when the wedding was over I was part relieved, and but I didn't have time. There was there was no coming down from a high because the next day we got on a plane for Italy. Mm. So there's no coming down from a high. We were on mm. a high for a week, or or ten days, or whatever whatever it was, and um, that was all exciting and wonderful. And but it, and it was at such a pace that it never it felt like that ember could could glow and burn for quite a while which um it did and i never felt like uh, any sort of uh post-wedding blues like it's all over now however yeah for a parent who uh involved you know obviously it depends on each situation how much involved in the planning and then outpouring of emotions and then you see your 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 child go off I know they've been living together and all this mm. stuff. They're adults. They're 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 grown. But uh, the day after, Labor Day. Yeah. Did you have any blues? Do you have any like? Oh, it's over now. Did they leave the next day? No, they they left uh, yesterday. Oh, okay, okay. So they had a couple days. But still, you're basking in it. You're excited for the honeymoon. You know another part, uh, uh, another adventure is part of this whole experience. Mm. Um, but for a parent, um, how would you describe your feelings now? Well, uh, I got to make some, make some payments <laughs> to some vendors. <laughs> so that's, uh, the blues. That, that, the, yeah. I'd More say like the, the red, the blues might be attached to some of that. Uh, no, I, you know, um, I look, we are very fortunate in that they live here mm-hmm. we're not heading back to wherever we have That's to true. go and we won't see them again or every three months we'll no they live here mm-hmm. my uh, our children went to school here uh how lucky are we you know how lucky are we to be able to uh, you know take a drive from the sub northern suburbs and head into the city and you know hang out with them and cook them breakfast or meet them for dinner on a Saturday it's sure. I have nothing to complain about I'm very fortunate and we've got uh, these the this new family the the in-laws are wonderful and they've embraced us and adopted us to a certain extent they've got an extended family that's terrific and um, kumbaya it's great Life goes on. Life goes on, yes. But I want to hear about your travels. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm going to Hawaii at the end of the month. Really? Yeah. Which which island? Kauai. That's where we honeymooned, actually. Really? Yeah. So It's you're, like the adventurous island, right? Um, it's, it's more of the uninhabited. Right, right. Uh, you know, you've got Maui, which is... Sure. Uh, and you've got uh, Honolulu, which uh, the the big city on uh, the island is that Honolulu on Oahu? Is I, that Oahu? I honestly do not know. I'm kind of spacing. My out. Hawaiian geography is garbage. And then you've got you've I'll got, learn, but you, it's bad. You've got a big, big island. 
um, which is, uh, you know, I think has a volcano. So we're going for work. This is work. work. Tell me about the project. This is for Beyond the Backlog. Yeah. What's the latest? Well, we've been off for way too long. Speaking of, of, uh, speaking of taking the summer off and that's okay. I think a lot of conflicting projects forced us to, to, to delay a bit, but we got the, the green light on, on uh, Jurassic Park. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. My uh, one of my favorite movie, probably, probably the movie that had me that that I fell in love with movies because of that movie. And there have since been several sequels, but mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about the original, the original Jurassic the original. Park now. For anybody who might be listening to this mm-hmm. and doesn't know the concept beyond the backlot, give us a refresher. What well, is beyond the backlot? Beyond the backlot is a show that that hunts and tracks down old movie locations, our favorite movies from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, in uh, in hopes of bringing our viewers on a journey of adventure, of fun, of nostalgia. All the good feelings that that we had as kids when we did see those movies, when we able to tap into that imagination. So we like to go back, you know, like I said, 70s, 80s, 90s, so Mm. sometimes 40, 30, 20 years later uh, to check out these locations. And a lot of it, um, some of it is, well, this place or this location is just what it is and where people live now and it's no big deal. Such as, for our Karate Kid episode, we went to the apartment complex, uh, which is in the valley in uh, Southern California, and it's the exact same. People live there, there's been more development, and that's just the way it is. It's not a landmark, it's not anything. Then there are other places, such as the Oregon Film Museum in Astoria, Oregon, Yeah. Uh, for the Goonies, which was used in the in the Goonies opening scene when they were, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, when the Fratellis were escaping the jail, and now it's a museum. It's part of their, it's part of their tourist uh, attractions. It's part of their allure as a community to bring people in. Um, so it's really neat to see what has evolved over time, and what it has really taught me more than anything else is the power of of art, specifically film and how important films are. Films are as important as, you know, novels and and paintings and any sort of artwork that has an expression or an expansion of imagination. Basically, it's like reaching into the cosmos and trying to extract something that isn't there and making it a reality, at least an artistic reality. Take science fiction, for example. I'm totally tangenting uh, on a tangential point right now, but take science fiction. It's It's... And I was watching something on TV last night that um, sort of reminded me of this. And I'll just go back into history to make make a a, a very tangible point. Um, John John F. Kennedy in 1960, and we just went to the we went to the Adler Planetarium on Sunday before the wedding. So this yeah. is why this is all coming together for me. Um, uh, John F. Kennedy in 1960 said, "We're gonna go to the moon." He personally had no idea how to get there. Uh, he had, he knows nothing about, you know, rocket trajectory and, and orbital planning, you know, how to, you know, when to launch and all this sure. and what it'll take, what sort of supplies and, and the velocity of a spacecraft, all this stuff. He didn't, he didn't know. He just knew before the end of the decade, we're going to be on the moon and the, the space race, so to speak. Guess who else didn't know in 1960? NASA didn't really know in 1960 how to get there. But they figured it out, and um, and it's that sort of challenge and then uh, pursuit of you know in reality that is really special about film, art, novels like science fiction books that you know talk about I don't know uh, time travel or something or um, or genetic research like for Jurassic Park and being able to clone or or uh, or bring back uh, extinct species based on you know whatever sort of source we have and that that's and then what happens is science then starts chasing that 
So it's really cool for creative people to set the tone in the expanse, by expanding the imagination of what's possible. And then for the really smart people to go and chase that. And I think that is a, uh, a job of everybody in, in a creative field. Expand the imagination. Try to challenge people to think differently. And that's why I called the wedding creative, because I thought that was a way of challenging someone who didn't find it acceptable. Yeah. But guess what? Maybe he'll go to another wedding and be more accepting this time. That's just our natural evolution as a species. So, back to Jurassic Park and beyond the back lot. I love tapping into those things that tapped into our imagination because these are the tangible places that we made it happen where the that was the, those were the canvases within the in, within the uh, the camera lens the frame to to bring us there. Um, so it's pretty special to see it in person. You almost feel like you're jumping inside the movie for for a brief second. And the, and the fact that that particular location that we remember or that we identify with on the screen Mm -hmm. that scene took place there when it now becomes whatever it becomes a strip mall or a apartment building um that that metamorphosis that evolution is makes all of it even that much more fascinating absolutely right Uh, when we did back to the future we went to the the exact spot at the exact mall where they had the delorean come out and and you know and travel in time back and forth we did the exact pathway we we mapped out the like to to say that we uh and i know it's just mimicking it or 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 trying to recreate it and we're fans you know um but this is a project that keeps stirring that imagination and creative energy which is good for us in general uh and then doing it for other fans is is wonderful but to to, we had a delorean we you know it wasn't the delorean that one's i think in universal studios now sort of sitting neglected somewhere on the back lot um or at least one of them and uh, so this guy, we rented it from this guy. He, he brought it, he, and he, he had a DeLorean that was completely uh, retrofitted, or however you want to put it, to be like the character in the movie, which is the, yeah. the car itself. It, it is a character, in my opinion. And uh, to have it drive in that exact line with that exact backdrop, you know, J.C. Penney's really prominent in the 1985 uh, film, whereas it's, you know, Orange Theory or, or, or some other large department store. Not that Orange Theory is a large department store, but you know you saw, you see different signs. Yeah. Instead of that JCPenney that we all know, even though we don't think about it like, oh, yes, yeah, so there's a JCPenney in the background, but you know there's a JCPenney in the background because when you don't see it, you're like, yeah. where's JCPenney? Something's missing. So, so to see the evolution of the world uh, 30 years later, is, it's pretty neat. So the blueprint for each episode is is not to necessarily recreate a particular scene in that environment. It's really all about just sort of connecting with that hallowed ground, mm-hmm. right? There is if if we can do small recreations. That Back to the Future one was it, it was ambitious. It was a natural. It, it, what's that? It was a natural. I mean, that was a. We just we wanted to do something kind of big and cool. Yeah. So when we did it. Uh, we knew that it was very specific to the episode. We're not going to try to recreate the biggest scene in every film that we cover, but we want to try to do some stuff. Uh, so when we did Karate Kid, we went to golf and stuff, the the little amusement park where uh, um, where Daniel and uh, Allie, God, I almost forgot, and Allie went there on their first date, and then we also did when he gets chased by the guys dressed in skeletons, yeah. uh, you know, at the yeah. Halloween party at the school and um you know we got a little skeleton and chased our host or you know little things like that that kind of just brings the spirit of the movie yeah. into the episode for for a few seconds and when you there. when you have an opportunity to bring one of the original actors in you will but that's not that's not your main focus we right you know what we want to do we're we're all for that we spoke to richard donner hall of fame Hall of Fame, a uh, you know, a Hall of Fame. I guess I'll just call him a Hall of Fame director type. Mm. 
uh, did Superman, uh, produced all the Transformer movies and all this stuff. You know, he's mm -hmm. the man. Mm -hmm. Did the Goonies. That was cool because he brought in some sentiments that really crystallized what we all felt but couldn't put into words. Yeah. He lived it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that we'd love to bring in people that would tell us something we didn't know before. Yeah, that's, that's the takeaway. That's important. Yeah, you know. So sure. um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lift the hood and tell you any specifics on this episode, but um, when we when we spoke to Martin Cove. The uh, John Kreese from Karate Kid, the the sensei, the bad guy. Yeah. Um, he had tons of little stories that uh, we had never heard before. We brought him back to the original dojo in um, North Hollywood, and hearing him talk about it, and it was the first time he had been there in thirty years, and he was just all coming back, and his son was there with him. It was a very special yeah, time. Right. His son had never been there. His son's this big six three strapping mm -hmm. viking of a man uh an actor um but anyway he uh he just sat there and we and and even when the cameras were off we were talking movies he's, he's a movie nerd yeah you know he loves talking about how movies were made back then and now and how it's hard to you know why is star wars important why is this important and it was cool to get his take on it he was part of one of the biggest film franchises of the 80s and the karate kid one, two, and three. So, um, those are the types of stories we'd love to get. And what are you what are you personally learning about yourself as you sort of go back in time to a certain extent? And it's showing me how much I want to tell, showcase, produce, write my yeah. own stories. Mm -hmm. Stirring because all that up because the lasting impact. Is, that it has on people such as myself is yeah. really special, and that isn't that our goal to, to stir some emotion, yeah. good positive emotion, make into, people feel a anyway. lot of neat stuff, right? Just like when you played that wedding video. So you are uh, so you're going to Hawaii. What can you tell us? What other movies are you going to do the Beyond the Backlot treatment for? I'm going to have to totally deflect that question, okay? And we're because we're just focused on Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. It's sort of a one thing at a time. So if you're listening now, please subscribe on YouTube and Facebook to Beyond the Backlot. Mm. You'll find us there. Yeah. Please. It's great. Anyway, what about you? What's on your horizon, sir? Uh, so we're, we're, at about, we're at about nine months together doing this. Yeah. Can you right. we've, we've kind of talked about our, uh, our, our travels and our experiences. Uh, you know, for me, it's just, you know, keeping the, the the voice work going um completing a project now the video project for uh, the university of chicago and um you know that's what's kind of neat about what what we all do every in most cases i think um each project is different everything's different so it allows you to tap into different skill sets and um, you know the enjoyment factor is is really amped up when you're at least for me when when I'm changing things up you know it is the primary reason I yeah. had to go out on my own I love varying up projects mm -hmm. and for you it's yes beyond the back lot allows and which is only some of what you do but each uh, each episode is different um, each story is different right and uh, but you also write mm -hmm. um, you're very busy I try to be with your creativity I, well yeah I have some clients that I write for and other services mm -hmm. and I think that um, I think being able to because it's if you can and whatever vocation you have if you're able to tap into your personality and really harness your personality i think you'll be happy yeah. with what you do mm -hmm. so when i when we do the podcast when i write prose when i write marketing and sales materials for clients for instance proposal writing all that stuff script writing uh when i'm doing beyond the back lot when i'm filming anything um I have so many loves. Yeah. I have so many loves, and I don't want them to 
uh, I want, I don't, they're like children. I don't want them to feel neglected. I always want to work on them. I always want to find out more. I want to become better at each one yeah. in, in every single uh, project. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning from the last one and moving forward with the next one. I think that's the eternal challenge that we have to give ourselves is and because that, and that's reflective of my personality with all the different loves and all the different ways I want to be expressive and um, and take time thinking about every single one in a very serious passionate way uh, it makes me feel alive hone in on on your brand continue to create your brand you know what this has been my hardest thing I don't know what my brand is well it's reflected in your work and you probably don't even realize it most of the time I don't and then in terms of our podcasting we've yes. been fortunate uh, in, in being able to collaborate on some food related yeah. subject matter it's been great it's been wonderful we're working with uh, uh, some some wonderful people on it so we're happy to to bring the medium yeah uh, in a comfortable way to people that are interested in it. This is a great medium. It really is. I love it. it, it it's been... Have you been listening to any podcasts lately? Because I have one that I think I you'd do. enjoy. I do. I what have to you it. been listening to? I like true crime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in fact, and I like, you know, historical subject matter. So right now I'm listening to something that's produced by... Uh, WTOP in Washington, mm. and it's called 22 Hours, and uh, it's uh, about a, a just a horrific uh, murder or series of murders or four family members, three family members who were who were killed, and then um, the, the evidence torched, and uh, the the reporters from T.O.P. who host and produce this podcast are just diving real deep into the evidence and uh, you know I'm four episodes in and it's it's fascinating okay. it just it's terrific you know these are timeless um you know in turn in in and you you listen and you stop and you pick up and you pick up where you sure. left off and it's just it's perfect. It is perfect. It's great. It's a great yeah. Especially when you're driving. Yeah. Or if you're doing something at home or you just want to listen to something, you know, maybe you're doing some well yard work or you're mm-hmm. doing some housework. And what about you? What do you listen? Revisionist to? History mm. by Malcolm Gladwell. I think you'd really yeah. enjoy it. And then also. Uh, What's it called? The Industry Standard with a, um, his name's Barry Katz. He's a, um, he's a manager uh, for talent, a talent manager, primarily comedians. And he has all kinds of, you know, celebrity guests and also Mm -hmm. people in the industry, producers and people, you know, names you normally don't know, but obviously have a lot of influence and and, um, are important to a lot of people's careers in, in very important positions. So, those two are kind of the ones I've been honing in. It's it's and a Jeff and Dave podcast, of course. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because you can you can sit down and experience a podcast, two people talking like we're doing now, uh, an interview taking place where it's just all, you know, extemporaneous, mm-hmm. and then you can stumble upon some intense storytelling mm-hmm. where it's scripted and produced, and it's. A, but they're both, you know, they're both great. I think and they're both lovely. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, and the, the the produced, scripted type of um, uh, production. I'd love to, I'd love to jump into that eventually. Should we and try it? Let's find the right subject yeah. and 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 jump in. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be Not cool with you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, well, that was a good uh, that was a good palate cleanser after a long yeah summer off. Right, right, right. I uh, and it was great. It was great to have you at the wedding. Oh, it was my pl- it was my pleasure. And um, you know, 
you look at you, you you go through this emotional emotional process and then you look out and you see people you care about who are there to help celebrate with you and, and enjoy it with you and you know it's um it's just it's so meaningful it really is so glad you're glad you were there and your wife looked lovely yeah she's all right lovely <laughs> Well, shall we? Is that is that it? Should is that, we, uh, should we, we go eat? It's yeah, time to eat. stop and go eat. This was the Jeff and Dave podcast for all you creative folks out there, whether it's your career, side hustle, passion project, weekend retreat exercise, or the one activity at night that keeps you sane in this crazy thing we call life. We're here to chat about it. Follow and like us on Facebook and Twitter. We are hosted on SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com forward slash Jeff Dave podcast. That means no and or ampersand. Or get the uh, SoundCloud app. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. In this instance, please type Jeff Ampersand Dave Podcast. Yeah, find I, and subscribe. I come first. Yeah. Yes, you are first. Right. How did that happen? Until next time. I'm Jeff Zimmerman. And I'm Dave Selby. This was the Jeff and Dave Podcast.